to just just do it and feel good. Hello, everybody. Hello. We're back yet again, bringing you more of the kind of film bullshit talk that you can only get for free right here. <laughs> Going on seven years now, almost. Wow. He's Clarkson. I'm Jim, and we are the Film Thugs. And this is all we know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, and just in throwing everything around, today we are going to be talking about Alan Barron's 1961 little-known classic, Blast of Silence. It is Criterion Spine number 428. Uh, there will be other stuff we talk about beforehand, but we are definitely going to spend some time talking about this movie because it's badass. It's very good. From the opening narration you were like oh my oh, god are you flirting with me oh, oh. oh my but in the week here let's see so what movies have i watched i watched the room i watched room mm-hmm. really good really good brie larson fucking killed it and that the yeah. little kid was amazing of course uh it's one of those things where it was we were talking about the weird epidemic that hit of dudes who've been keeping women locked up for years and years and the terrifying realization that, yeah, yeah, we know about some of them. Yeah. It's the ones that we don't know about that are terrifying, because there's probably a whole, whole hell there's of a lot of that. a whole lot of that going on. Yeah. It's, it's More than we want to think about. Yeah. And just thinking about the psychology that's like, yes, this is, uh, yeah, I guess it's okay to do. This is fine. Everything is okay. I don't know how to reason with that person. <laughs> I don't know what to do at all with that person, just because it's like, no, no, yeah. This is totally yeah. okay. Yeah. What the fuck? I think there's a uh, before a disrupt song. I think um, a sample of a killer. So you killed your son? Yeah, I killed my son first. That was meant to uh, kill thirty million people. And uh, once I got done with killing thirty million people, I'd kill my family, and then I kill myself, <laughs> and then I would become God. And the song kicks off. Yeah. Wow! But it's a sample from. Yeah, uh, a real in- interrogation. When, when you're talking to them, <laughs> like what, what now? Talking to actual psychopaths, yeah. actually, because there's a sociopath and psychopath. Right. Psychopaths are the ones that can live among us. Sociopaths are the weird fucking loners that yeah. can't fit in anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, which we will get into a discussion about this guy from Blast of Silence. Yes. Uh, as to which category he falls <laughs> in. Um, also watch Terminator Genesis. That. Uh, as I said, had on no Facebook. Phil Collins in it. Yeah, which would have made it better. Actually, I think so. I'm old school. It would have been better with some Peter Gabriel. Oh, wow. Huh. Original, huh? <laughs> yeah, I got that's you. what we needed. Uh, as I, the, the only comment I can make on it, other than poor writing and terrible casting, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> like, it was a very, right. very interesting idea, mm-hmm. but it uh, the casting was bad. Mm. Seriously, Schwarzenegger was the only casting that I was like, that's not, that's not bad. Uh, Amelia Clark as Sarah Connor did not work. What? Yeah, she's that's the world's hottest woman. James. Yeah, I know, hottest woman in the world, the hottest plain woman that you'll see ever. She is cute. Let's sure. It was like when when they did that when Desperate Housewives was hitting, and there was that uh, whole thing that came out. There's some magazine did a poll where they named Ava Longoria as the hottest woman ever on television. Barbaric. Yeah, like n- no, I, and that's one where it's like, oh, okay, so this is a nation that's not used to attractive Mexican women, because she is like the third cutest waitress at the uh, a point of order. Yes, this is a media. Yeah, a media. Not yes, used to yeah, <laughs> a media not used to. Yeah, that she is like. I- I'm sorry, you go into. I'm from South Texas. <laughs> yeah, you go into any well outside of like three areas, people are like, right. well, yeah, all oh, that she's exotic beauty. No, she. No, is, no, you know, that's downtown beauty. Yeah, it's right yes. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's from Corpus. Now, yeah, <laughs> from Corpus, <laughs> she may as well be the fucking queen. <laughs> but uh, yeah. You know. As I said, she's she's the the third hottest waitress at Chewy's on a Friday <laughs> night. You know, uh, like, can I get some of that ranch sauce? Yeah, that that awesome jalapeno ranch. Yeah, that, that's really good shit. <laughs> it's uh, more tea. <laughs> yeah. she's attractive, right. but it's like let's everyone, yeah, fucking yeah, settle it beautiful, down. Beautiful woman, and it's all those things. Whenever a magazine does that shit, like it's normally Esquire. They'll be like, Catherine Heigl is the hottest woman in the world. Right. Really? So does she have a? Oh, she has a movie that's coming out right around the time of this art. Oh, no, wow. she doesn't. Yeah. 
boy, her publicist and the studio really leaned on this magazine, didn't they? It's also, I, I got Esquire, but back in the day when I was working at Dell, I got Esquire because it was an interesting magazine. Mm. Now I got it again, and I, I, I can't... Uh, I can't get over any magazine that calls out one percenters and then has a thing where it's like, here are jeans that are stylish and the cheapest pair is $450. It's only $450, plebe. Yeah, exactly. We'll fight the 1%. Here's a a $500 uh, crystal glass for, uh, it's a highball glass. It's this glass right right here. It's crystal, you say. But it's $1,500, $5,000. Exquisite piece of glass. Yeah, just perfect piece of glass yeah these shoes they're eight thousand dollars what the fuck like two hundred dollar belt yeah what no i got a thirty dollar belt and i was outraged (laughs) at the price and i paid for it because it's reversible i tucked the front of my shirt in to show it off yeah it's it's reversible (laughs) i flip it and now it's brown what i flip it and it's black what transformer <laughs> but yeah, it was like she she I think I, that she was declared that around the time Genesis was coming out. Huh. She's cute. Sure. She's not Christina Hendricks, you know. No. She's not one of those people that you look at and you're like nope. or uh Marina Bocarin from the, like No. Nope. Uh you're not oh fucking really. It's so weird when they make those declarations like the sexiest man in the world. Eva right Green now. from Casino Royale. Oh, Eva Green from about five minutes ago. Yeah, Eva Green. Eva who's Green naked yeah. all the way through a Dame to Kill for yeah. that movie. I watched it earlier this summer. <laughs> that movie was bad. <laughs> yeah. like, so you understand why it was the biggest flop right. ever. Ugh. That's why Ugh. she had to get her gear off. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not working out at all. Can you lose your top? Uh, just get naked all the time. And you. a movie that we're going to need to watch at some point, because Christmas, I've picked out what our Christmas movie this year is going to be. Oh, yeah. It is a new tradition for me, and that is uh, Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Oh, of course. we got to watch God's Not Dead, because what the fuck? We watch, I got drunk last night. I was like, I'm going to watch this and see what Kevin Sorbo can tell me. Not very much. No. It's one of those movies that this will convince no one. This is just yeah, you're you're right, you're right. Kind of like when uh, the Reverend Fred Durst, uh, Fierstein, uh, this is the war on Christmas. Really, the yes, war on Christmas, war. where people put Christmas on everything, wish you Merry Christmas, and the only people who are acting weird about it are the Christians. That if you say, "Hey, Happy Holidays," it's Christmas. Yes. Uh, but yes, I watched I watched those and they're interesting. So you saw the Suicide Squad? I did. Yeah. And hold on, yes, I want to know what it feels like to be <coughs> popular. Okay. Oh my God, what a mess! <coughs> oh Hillary, I'm with her. That sounds pretty fun. That's yeah. pretty good. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Let me stretch around in that suit, mm-hmm. pantsuit, if you will. Uh, that movie's terrible. Anyone mm-hmm. liked it's dumb and dumb. A free college. I'm gonna do this dance. <laughs> Everything's fine. Don't yeah. be such a racist. Yeah. The movie, it's, my review yeah. on Facebook was just that. Yeah. Said my wife and I had fun, had watching. fun watching this movie. Yeah. End of review. Mm-hmm. Um going in depth on why this movie could be a mess in certain places or not very good here, there, that it's uh. kind of like someone trying to tell me about the pros and cons and nutritional value of a Snickers bar. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's like reading the uh, the Michel- It's like reading the uh, what's that fucking re- Zagat guide about a McDonald's. Yeah, I, like my Yelp review of the McDonald's is yours. This is a McDonald's. If you would like to eat at McDonald's, right. you can do that. Yeah, here. I mean, I don't know what yeah. people were expecting. It's Joker, Harlequin, Batman, and the rest are B team criminals. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Um. Slipknot? Come on. Uh, I don't know. It, it it was an action movie with comic book characters. Uh-huh. Eh. Uh huh. Pretty good soundtrack. Seems- I, I thought Harley Quinn was very well done. Joker's an interesting take. The yeah. idea of using Joker and Harley Quinn together as a unit uh-huh. going forward. Quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, brings in something we haven't seen. Um, yeah. Leto's joker i thought was fine it was very yeah. different obviously very, very but very much more a i'm a gangster in the city trying to make money and causing as much mayhem as possible okay rather yeah. than i just want to see the world burn right which jim and i were talking about before mm. we watched this movie you're like that's great and i yeah. love that 
portrayal of yeah. the Joker. Very interesting take. I don't know how long that would have worked. It fit for what it was. Yes. It fit for, for Two, that world. Two, three movies of yeah. him just going, I don't know what to do with that. Right. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. He, uh, that was a one-off, perfect little... But, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, not the same, but very yeah. different. Yeah. I, um, it was fine. It's really so simple. Yeah. And, and plain Jane right. of a story. Yeah, it's the fucking Dirty Dozen. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's not nearly that good at all. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, compare yeah. those two, but I wasn't walking in there expecting Dirty Dozen of the comic books. Right, right. I know that may have been sold uh-huh. or some someone somewhere. I yeah. never got sold that. Uh-huh. I don't know what trailer that was. I don't know what article right. that was. I don't know. So forgive me, comic book nerds, yeah. if I didn't read the right thing and they're like, yeah. well, they said it was going to... I don't know. Yeah. All I know is there were these characters... None of them really made me angry. None of them really made me happy. Right. I'm like, ah, okay. Well, and that's and good. also this, like, it, well, Whatever. if you'd read this before seeing it, then doesn't matter. I don't have to. Remember yeah. early on when we did that comic book? Uh, my wife and I were talking about this. Yeah. We did that comic book episode where I was that pain in the ass. Yeah. And so, so was ruining our comics. So was I. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. And and then we have this um, um, kind of person that goes to the movies we talked about ad nauseum guy that works his job and at the end of the week just wants two hours yeah. of distraction and having a good time. Yeah. I am now that guy. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. I don't know what makes it good or makes it bad. I couldn't tell you if the editing could have been tightened up here to change. I don't know. Right. I know that I have a sense of things that tells me, hmm, studio feels like they leaned on this particular yeah. part. Oh, yeah. Or I probably would have chose this. Or I may have done that. Yeah. But it's not based on any fucking knowledge of how right. a movie is made or how a script is written. I don't know that shit. Uh-huh. I'm just some blue-collar asshole watching a movie with my wife. Right. And at the end of the day, for that kind of film, mm-hmm. I had a fine time. Yeah. If I had, had gone and watched um, what what's something that's um, held up to be uh, uh, more serious, uh, Bridge of Spies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, that's directed by Spielberg and written by the Coen Brothers and uh-huh. starring Tom Hanks. Yeah, and they would have had some giant plot hole where one minute he's in Washington, right, and we don't know why he's talking to some Russian spy and uh-huh. uh, whatever, right. And there's no character development. I, I will raise my hand yeah, and, and say, say wait, wait a, a minute. minute, yeah, this mm. is not right. But here. nothing about DC or David Ayer said, you know, Ayer Ayer. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> that told me I better go in there expecting. Something serious, serious filmmaking. It's the fact that that we we have this weird thing where people have like some vested interest that they don't really have in Marvel or DC. It's like, oh, it's weird. Are you are they cutting you a check? Yeah. If they're not, then why are you so like, oh, well, the Marvel is so much better. Oh, the DC is so like, why? Why do you have an investment? In something that you don't have an investment in. And that's not saying, hey, I want the movie to be good. Wanting a movie to be good doesn't mean that another movie has to be bad. Yeah. Uh, th- this zero sum, we have to attack it in this way. and uh, Or even saying, like, the the one that uh, Nicole threw out when she was talking about it, that it's one, the, an argument that I dismiss out of hand. And I think, Look, this isn't, isn't going to be an Academy Award contender. Okay, so what? That means there can only be eight movies a year that are good because they're the only ones that are going to be up for an Oscar? It's an irrelevant argument. It's an irrelevant argument. Akira Kurosawa never won an Oscar and he was nominated once. His movies are fucking amazing and stand the test of time. Don't throw out uh, some Academy Award winner as though that is a hallmark of quality that no. they are reaching for. It's just saying... Look, I think it, she was it, using yeah. this affordable shorthand to say this yeah, is not oh, supposed I, to be oh, some no, massive no, And I'm not thing. saying what she said with oh, that, but when general. people in general will throw that out, like, look, it's not trying to win an Oscar, so I'm not trying to win a Nobel Peace Prize. Doesn't mean I could stab you in the dick. Right. Like, do, do, don't use this one extreme. Just say, it, it, was, it was a fun movie. It was meant to be distracting entertainment. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. You say it's meant to be distracting entertainment. There's shit like that all the time. So are you going to sit there and tell me that there's some inherent goodness to fucking the Avengers that oh, this no, doesn't no, have? No. Like, yeah, that no, I just, just don't understand. Yeah. It's just as goofy. Uh-huh. I think it should be, if anything, they should be more overdone. Yeah, su- like su- Suicide Squad felt like that needed to be goddamn wacky from beginning to end. If anything, if I have a bitch. Yeah. It should have been wackier. Yeah, that's how I felt. That's a movie that it, should have relied be, on the comedy. The level. This is the bad guys as the good guys. Yeah, I mean the. Uh, 
it should be more violent. Yeah. It should be a hard R. You know, yeah. if I have my druthers, yeah. but I'm also not a studio sinking multi-million yeah. dollars into it. They want to try to get back as much return as possible. Right. And this right. was made before the they realized they could do that with Deadpool. Yeah. And well, Deadpool is a tighter film, yeah. right, than yeah. Suicide Squad just is. Mm-hmm. It, it feels tighter. It knows yeah. what it wants to be. This has a lot of chefs in the kitchen. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it somehow, because this is yeah. B-team DC whatever uh-huh. that it i'm not making excuses for no, the no, problems yeah. it, it sh- and and nor I'm should saying, anyone it's, but i'm also not it's not holy writ no nor, nor yeah. is anything that marvel's done no uh-uh. i mean i don't well, but these but as you were saying that uh if you make this declaration one way or the other about a film it's almost like you have to join their this other team yeah like and that's yeah. it and we're going to rumble. Well, I mean, the fact that that shit happened with Ghostbusters, which right. part of the problem with Ghostbusters is the budget was way too fucking high. It was gigantically yeah. high. The killing joke yeah. made more money than Ghostbusters. Yeah. And uh, it's complete release? or I, I read an article about that. Yeah. Not it, It's drop-off was steeper, and killing joke made yeah. for what it is, yeah. comparatively, budget-wise. Uh-huh. Made more money. Well, it's when you throw all that money in it and then have this controversy to it where people are one side or another... It's it's foolish and it becomes this whole other thing. It's because everything has to be about something other than the movie. And you're setting all these hurdles in front of it, not just with the whole woman thing, yeah. But by even putting that argument out there, uh-huh. you're going to turn off some people that would otherwise just go to see a movie, right? Well, okay. So check this out. This right now with what we're getting into with it, we're, we're putting too much and it's we're putting too much pressure on all these things, and it's about to implode. Yeah, there's an article on Cracked called "Why 2018 uh, Will Why the blo- Why Why the Blockbuster Movie Bubble Will Burst in 2018." Here is what is slated with solid release dates for 2018 so far: Avengers: Infinity War, Ready Player One, Pacific Rim Two, Aquaman, Toy Story Four, Deadpool Two, Black Panther, The Flash, How to Train Your Dragon Three, Ant Man and the Wasp, Jurassic World Two. The Predator, Fifty Shades Freed, Jungle Book Origins, Mary Poppins Returns, Tomb Raider, Attila, Battle Angel, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them 2, The Secret Lights, Life of Pets 2, An Animated Spider-Man Movie, Hotel Transylvania 3, The Wolfman, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Star Wars Han Solo spinoff, The Transformers Bumblebee spinoff, Maze Runner, The Death Cure, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and Gigantic, which is Disney's next hand-drawn animated musical. Mm. Additionally... Madagascar 4, Independence Day 3, Gambit spinoff, Invisible Man, Venom, Uprising, Brian Singer's big-budget movie about a war on the moon, and Mission Impossible 6. Jesus. All of those are scheduled to come out, and we are get, so that means there are, we are going to have over 40 massive tentpole movies coming out, and 20 of them that will be released back to back to back to back. Wow. It is now because for some reason we need to know how much money a movie makes, which I agree with something Joseph said about this. Joseph, who was on the first ever Criterion show we did on this. Um, That is, why does the amount of money a movie make need to be reported? If people are saying it's the most popular movie in America, then going to see it is more about conforming to the popular ideas of the time than going to see a movie because it's good. It's not saying it's a great movie. It's saying, boy, uh, a whole lot of people went and saw it. Right, right. Uh, And now we are going to have cannibalizing markets Mm -hmm. that on everything because the ancillary stuff, when you have 40 movies that you are releasing toys for, suddenly that ancillary market's going to cut down. And even with China and India and all of that, it's, it's a beast that has become too big. Right. It is too many fucking monsters fighting over a finite supply of food. Right. And no, we're, we, this is not going to be sustainable over a long term. Right. And that is why I can see 2018, it's, it's just when all of the fuel, it will go fucking critical density and just explode. Right. That's possible. Because, I mean, look at that. 40. Okay. That That's means that there are a total of 12 weeks in the year of 2018 that will not see a massive tentpole film released. 12 weeks. Man. And some of those, there are things they talked about where, um, let me see if I can find it, Where and this is just foolishness, where, uh, let's see here, I've been a dump, there's a grant, because there's even one where it's, 
like some places are putting uh, two movies out on the same fucking weekend, which is just how how the fuck are you pulling this off? And, and how do you think this is going to work? Yeah, it's not. But that's because we are in this thing where they've put some vested interest in the audience. Oh, it's a billion dollar movie, isn't that? Why the fuck do I need I, to know? I don't, I don't know. It's some you, sort of human psychology of needing to be on a team and here's your score. Yeah. Here's how much money this made. Now it's uh, the fucking tomato meter. Exactly. Yeah. On trailers. You see that? Mm-hmm. Ooh, 80% fresh. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. If I want to see it, I'm going to see it. Yeah. So yeah. someone telling me that the goddamn tomato meter is the barometer of whether or not. You should go see it. Yeah. It's kind of what you're telling me here, mm-hmm. or it can be interpreted. That I mean, way. it's like, I honestly, the, all that I view that as with the tomato meter is if you've got something where it's like, yeah, this movie's got like 12%, like, oh, oh, hmm. well, I, I definitely want to see this yeah, now. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's things that I see working on I, that, I mean, but it's I just get, a nightmare. I'm not, yeah. I'm not bagging on the relevance of, of that website. No, uh-uh. No. I am curious as to why it's on trailers. Yeah. And for someone else, for something else, for someone to latch onto along with, would you see how much money it made this weekend? Mm-hmm. What do you care? Yeah. If I'm not getting a check. I don't care. I don't care how much money the movie made. I care enough. If it's some property I, I'm really into, I want to make sure they make enough money that, or I want to keep track of how much money they make so they keep making them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I but st- I, other than that. No. But I still remember like how, and even with that, how studios will manipulate that shit. Sure. I, when uh, Serenity came out on DVD, a guy knew, he he bought it. They mm. came out with a different version. He bought it again, a different, and I was like, <laughs> you already have two copies of it. Why are you buying a third? Oh, well, because if this release sells enough copies, then they're, they're going to green light another season of Firefly. Oh, First oh, off, oh. No, no, they're no, they're not. No, they're not. You are being played on this one. They are just saying, okay, well, we know. It's why Sam Raimi used to release a new version of Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, or Army sure. of Darkness. Every I have a limited, ad- a numbered limited edition copy. Ooh. It was the first one that they did of Army of Darkness, and it's the only one I bought. Right After that, I was like, oh, fuck, this is a scam. This is a straight-up <laughs> scam. No, it's not. That was back when I used to buy, every when I would have my list, okay, this Tuesday, these movies are coming out, so oh, I have yeah. to go buy these movies this Tuesday. No. Is is a different mind altogether going back when something called the Suncoast Movie Company existed. Oh yeah, I still remember. I okay, I went in to reserve a copy of Men in Black on a Sunday. It was coming out on Tuesday, and the guy who worked there was like, "Oh, dude, I can sell you one now. Hold on, come in, come in the back. You have cash? Yeah, I gave him cash. He opened the box, took it out, cut open the uh, the 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 shrink wrap on it, went in and pulled out the alarm tag, handed it to me. He's like, here, here, there you go. It was like. I think that I might have just been sold a, uh, holy shit, <laughs> I just got involved in what would be known as shady business dealing. Oh my. Look at holy you. crap. Yeah. But that, that shit, I, the investment in that is right. just what blows my mind. Yes. How, why, and why? who fucking ultimately cares. Right. Because when it comes to all this blast of silence, let's use this to nudge into the movie here. This is one of... I can't even imagine how many amazing movies, brilliant movies that you would never would have heard of if there wasn't some sort of curated collection that's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. check this out. I now, don't, I, to shoehorn this, yeah. think of all the movies coming out now that don't have somebody in spandex. Yeah. That are just mm-hmm. gone. Or, or yeah. coming to the theater in for a couple of weeks and out. Yeah. There's yeah. a movie... Uh, Hell in High Water with Pike and Chris, uh, Jeff Bridges. I uh-huh. can't remember his other name. Bank Robbing Brothers yeah. in Texas. Yes, uh-huh. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it the, may not make a dollar yeah. one. It's going to make mine because I want to well, see it. What gets me, too, is the fact that with this, these little things aren't happening anymore, at least in the theater. Right, right. Because it used to be they would have mid-level, but I, I said this to my class years ago. One of my classes years ago is like, okay, I'm going to give you a choice. You can make one movie that costs $500,000 or... 10 movies that cost 50 million, uh, sorry, one movie that costs $500 million or 10 movies that cost $50 million right. or a mix of, okay, here's six movies that cost $50 million and then, you know, there's we've right. still got 700 million, fine, 10, 10 movies that cost, like, whatever. Break it down to where you are making a variety of smaller budget movies, yeah. diversifying it, and then if two of them hit, you will make massive amounts of money instead of saying, 
instead of uh, the analogy I've used before, being the gambler who goes all in on every hand. <laughs> yes. Because that's what this is. Hollywood goes all in on every hand. And when they win, it's like, see, I told you this <laughs> sure. was foolproof. Like see that Spider-Man, huh? And you all doubted it. Yeah. See, I like there's I, I play poker. It's this free poker that you can play at this bar where, you know, you the, the prize pool, the, the folks who own the bar say, you know what, we'll kick a dollar per person for the prize. So if there's 30 people paying, we'll here, here's 30 bucks to give to whoever wins the tournament. Right. If you buy $10 worth of food, you get $10,000 of chips, quote right. unquote. You get more chips. If you go, if you lose all your chips, you can do two things called gracious, where you buy anybody at the table who's drinking another drink, and you get another stack of chips to play. Cool. As a, for a restaurant, that's goddamn brilliant. Oh because yeah, holy sure. shit! On a month, uh, on a Tuesday night, you've got thirty people buying ten dollars worth of food each, and multiple rounds of drinks being purchased over and over. That's brilliant. Yeah. But there are folks who there who play crazy aggressive and will buy like three rounds of drinks. And then they're like, yeah, see, I made it to the final table. I'm like, yes, I make every final table and I have never paid for a drink. I will buy one beer and get to drink all night because people like you who are playing reckless <laughs> and crazy are going to cover it for me. Right. I play slow. I play steady. And I always end up in the top 10. Right. That's how I look at you need to take it with making movies is right. you allow for this diversity of shit because not everybody loves superhero and big budget tentpole movies. No, of course movies. not. And if you look back on it, how many movies that have gone on to become these classics that people love began as tentpole, big budget things like so many of them weren't yet studios are still making money off of them mm -hmm. because people loved them so much because right. they took a chance on an original cool idea right but this but without is, criterion yeah yeah who knows so yeah without criterion i never would have heard of this and i know that for every blast of science there are five or ten that are just as good but we'll never fucking yeah. hear about them because yeah they were released briefly and then never got a video or they're on some like you know fucking Bay Harbor or, you know, <laughs> yeah. some weird little right. release and you'll walk through a gas station and there'll be like three used copies of this weird movie for $5. You won't even think twice about it because oh, I don't know what the fuck that is. Right. So much of what comes out is crap. I mean, just br browse Netflix. I, I, I have Netflix. I have HBO Go. I have Showtime Go. Mm. I have Hulu. Scanning through movies that are on that. So much. So much fucking garbage. Oh, my God. And, it's overwhelming. Yeah, it really is. And like, a movie like this, had I not seen, I'd like, oh, wow, that's a cool title. Right. Then reading a little bit about it. And if you want to hear some, th th first off, see this movie because it's Absolutely. fucking great. And it's 71 minutes long, 70, 77 minutes long. Not even an hour and a half out of your day. Then look up the shit Patton Oswald says about it. Mm. Patton Oswald has written extensively about this movie. The Academy offered to do a screening of something for him. And he's like, this one. Yeah, he could watch any movie he wanted from mm. the archives. It's like, I'll, t I'll take that. Yeah, and I mean, I I'd never fucking heard of it. No. It's one of those that, that you're just stunned by. It. And how many little movies are like that? And that's what, sort of what I miss about going to the video stores, is when you yes. stumble on shit. And also, like, Netflix doesn't have a clerk who gets to know what you like. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, dude, you know what you should check out? Right. Right. That's where all the film school students are work. And, like... Because seriously, back in the day, you go into Blockbuster, there's two kids in film school there who'll yeah. talk to you for a second and be like, oh, you like that? Here's what you should totally check out. Right. Then. Vulcan. Yeah. Back in the day, I love. Mm -hmm. Pre-ban. Oh, yeah. All of that. Yeah. You, if someone got to know you after a while, they could. Absolutely. It's almost like a comic book store. We'll keep this in your box. Yeah. We'll let you know when this is in. Yeah. Going to a fucking record store. Yeah. If the guy knew you well enough, it's like, oh, you need to check this out. Exactly. Rather yeah. than... You can do it on your own, of course, uh -huh. but fuck. But it's nice having somebody who knows you. and can be, yeah. Like, I, when I used to go to the Video Oasis in the middle of the night, oh, yeah. and the guy there, we'd just talk about shit. He's like, oh, dude, you check this one out. You've never seen it. Mm -hmm. And you, you, it's a back and forth, an exchange right. of shit. And that's where you find these awesome movies. I mean, right. this is lean, tight, linear, oh, point A to point B. I a, still have parts of this film in my teeth. Yeah. Because it's so mm -hmm. stringy yeah. and tight. Hitman comes to New York to do a job. Yep. He is a loner. He, uh, But then when he gets there, memories and parts of his past start kind of coming back, and it fucks him up. Yeah. It is 
It is 77 minutes, and this is, what do I always say about writing? You're not done writing when you can't add. You're done writing when you can't take away. Right. You remove anything from this movie. Even like after that thing where they have the long shot of him walking towards the camera oh, down the street, fuck. you remove that. It doesn't affect the story, but it changes something. But it'll take that memory out. You wouldn't it, have that. Yeah. I have two, well, three different shots that I can think of right now that are staying with me, and that's uh, one of them. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of damn near anything. Mm-hmm. Cut that one shot of the seagull. Yeah, and it's, no, that you need it. <laughs> Him right. walking through the, like, the, so much of this movie, you could tell they were like, okay, traffic is really slow on this street, so... We're going to just put a camera in the back that of a car, just, and we're going to follow you as you walk. It's beautiful. It really is. It's beautiful. It really is. It really is. And what you said watching it, I was you like, heard about I, building I moods. People talk like, about that all the time. Again, I, yeah. I, I am not, the, obviously, the guy that went to film school. I'm just some grunt. Yeah. And when I hear people say, well, it's building a mood. It really sits the mood. Oh, you can bullshit. feel the mood. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, not, yeah. That, not, not that I think that's bullshit. Yeah. I don't understand. Right. So I just kind of like a dog looking at a fan. Uh-huh. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I know what you mean. Like, I'm smart enough to understand the uh, understand that intellectually. Yeah. But I don't know. Oh. Oh, that? Oh. That? Okay, yeah. That's it. Yeah. I can feel exactly what it's like to walk where he's walking, uh-huh. and I've never set foot in New York City. Mm-hmm. I don't know what higher compliment you give to a filmmaker. Exactly. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, this is... It's simple. It was almost cold in here. Yeah, yeah. It, it almost felt like Christmas. Mm-hmm. And just what I loved is e- even down to choices where it's like, yeah, we're going to have a Christmas carol sung here, but we need to make sure it's real echoey. Yeah, yes. Even he's walking he down like the street. Modern rock. Yeah, oh. yeah. Needs to be echoey because yeah. that gives you. Know, you have to have that reverb where it sounds mm-hmm. like it's in a big empty hall because that highlights. The isolation, like, fuck, it really does. It really does. And we talked about this, like, going to New York, I I, I was talking to an ex of mine once, I'd watched Taxi Driver after going to New York, uh, and saying, you know, watching this, watching Taxi Driver and having been to New York, and, you know, of course, she's, well, it's a totally different, yes, totally different city, but I can understand that feeling of isolation you can have being in a place that is that crowded. There's 20 million people. How can you feel alone? Well, quite fucking easily yes. because, as you said, you're an atom. Yeah. It's something Joe Rogan said in one of his comedy specials at the beginning. Where he was like, I, this this freaks people out. I have this theory where people were just really advanced bacteria. <laughs> like, our body is just a host for more bacteria than there are people on the planet. Right. And, like... We're, we're our whole bot, our whole life. We are just fighting it off until our system breaks down, and then the bacteria eats us from the inside. Right. But you know, you look at like Los Angeles. You fly into Los Angeles. There's the ocean, the mountains. It's beautiful, and then just this giant like is this brown. It's smelly and it's spreading. How is that not cancer? Like, right. yeah, yeah. It's that feeling of you are. I am just a cell fucking flowing through all of this. Everybody else has their shit. Everybody else has their life, and they are not interested in expanding it. I am just floating through here. And, yeah, you could total isolation. And it's the... uh, it is the uh, inability to choose when there are too many choices, like with Netflix. That Absolutely. Just, it is the inability to connect when there's so many connections around you. Yes. Just, what, what the... Uh, overload. Mm-hmm. But what's weird is this is one where so many other movies, like with Taxi Driver, there's the wanting to connect with yes. this guy. You no, know, it's the complete opposite. He he's doing everything he can it. to not to. Yeah. He's trying to keep everything he's constructed to have the life that he has, the mm-hmm. job that he has. Yeah. He's he's built this little insular world. Yeah. And even the narration, which isn't really him. Yeah. It's it's um, which I thought was so fascinating because it's yeah. like, well, you are so disconnected and disassociated that even the voice in your head isn't your own. Isn't your own. And it changes. Yeah. And uh-huh. initially it starts off kind of like yeah, you got it all figured out. And he does. Yeah. Uh-huh. But as he starts to unravel, so does the narration. Right. In its focus. Uh-huh. Not in its obvious narration oh yeah like, yeah well uh your hands are cold and you know why or, yeah. you don't like that person you know why you have to hate them da, da, da. Yeah. and as it goes off like that's okay because now you can make this decision watch yeah. out danger and he's making all these terrible decisions yes uh-huh. it's all over with all of it starts falling yes, apart falls, ap- falls apart the narrations the tone stays the same the the uh, uh the cadence stays the same uh-huh. but it's just as 
erratic yeah and and wrong yeah as what choice at the choices he's making yeah well and i mean if you look at it the awful bar the the oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my god <laughs> the beatnik music in this oh, is just so quite a oh. joy yeah but when he walks in there <sighs> and jim he, morrison blush <laughs> like Jesus. What did he say? Torrid? Oh, Torrid. God. Uh, this Torrid sound. <laughs> he walks into that bar with, with Holmes playing the bongos and, and caterwauling. Yes. And sees, uh, following the guy he's going to kill, and then sees the guy he's buying the fucking gun from. And right. it's like, if you were on your shit and you hadn't slipped apart, you would have turned and walked the fuck out. Because right. you're not going to see anything in there with that guy tonight that you need all no. you're going to do is fuck your shit up. And what does it do? It fucks his it shit, fucks up. shit up. And, uh, but it, and it's weird because you're right. That the, the laser fucking focus of that opening narration as they're going down the... Sub, there, there's that point of light in the distance. Oh, yeah. And you get closer, closer, yeah. and closer. Everything is, is dead on like the first 15 minutes of uh, payback. Yes. It's just tight, 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 tight. He's, he can't do any wrong. Uh-huh. And then he decides to have a beer. He runs into an old classmate from his uh, school or whatever. Yeah, from his from his uh, orphanage, orphanage days. days. Yeah, and things start to slip. Uh huh. Yep. Rapidly. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. all because there's some was it was Lauren from his past? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the the female interest, uh, love interest for him for him uh-huh. uh, is the hook that mm-hmm. starts to pull him down. Yeah. Not her. Him, him, mm-hmm. her, his interest in her. Yeah. Well, I mean, and look at like here, God moves in mysterious ways. They said, maybe He's on your side. The way it all worked out, remembering other Christmases, wishing for something, something important, something special. And this is that. This is it, baby boy, Frankie Bono. You're alone now, all alone. The scream is dead. There's no pain. You're going home again, back in the cold, black silence. Right. Damn, it just uh, what the fuck? It just that sh- it, that that's that everything is so just, and all of the quotes mm-hmm. from IMDb are all narrator remembering yeah, of out course. of the black silence you were born in pain, right? What? Holy yeah. fuck! It, it, it's it's exquisite, and even this- that kind of talk, if it's his own inner monologue. Mm-hmm. Darkness, pain, isolation yeah. is all just trying to convince himself of that so he can do what he does. Yes. Yes. You know, if he really believed that, Lauren wouldn't turn his head one second. No. Uh, and he would have gotten straight up from that beer running into his guy from the orphanage and be gone. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, he probably wouldn't have gone to a fucking restaurant. Right. Right. He wouldn't do half the things he did if he yeah. really believed that. Well, and if you look at it, the, the, the ornateness yeah. of the narrator. Yeah is so just that is showing his fight to make yeah. he is not who he thinks he is no. no and that narrator is just his constant reassurance you're alone now but that's all right because you're a loner right no that's that constant reassurance yeah the constant reassurance that then why is he going back to her why is he going back why is he not just walking away right he you're knows all this like he, be. yeah he has to connect shit to his thing like then he says, "This is my last job." Yeah, well, you one last job, and then yeah. you won't have to be alone again. That's what the voice. Yeah, is saying. one last job, then you don't. And have then to be later alone on, again. now you're alone, like you want to be. Yeah, yeah. What he's fighting for? And then yeah. even you knew where it's going. Of at, course. at a point you know where it's going. Yet he still makes the call. He's still he's, going. He could have walked yeah. away. He could have walked away. Well, yeah, but he doesn't. That's noir. Yeah, that's noir. Exactly. Yeah, like, this is so just fucking tight and beautiful. And it, so many <clears throat> noir films try to. I don't know if, how many out there have, have tried to capture that same style as when you're reading a yeah. book or story. And, yes. Or story. Uh-huh. There may be other examples of it out there I'm not aware of. Probably uh-huh. are. Yeah. But I've watched quite a bit of film noir. Yeah. I've never seen it done like that. Right. Where it actually feels like that. Uh-huh. And, it, and it's an acceptable way of doing it. Yeah. It didn't feel contrived right. or weird. And, right. You're you're alone, but you don't mind that. You're a loner. That's the way it should be. You've always been alone. Right. By now, it's your trademark. You like it that way. Right. And what's interesting is because I think his his narrator is third person. Mm-hmm. That's telling. Yeah. The voice in his head is the disembodied whoever. 
Right. This is who you are. You're this is who you, you are. are. Clearly, you're not. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly. You have connections. You have a past. You uh-huh. have people that liked you. You have people yeah. that like you still for some mm-hmm. fucking reason. Right. You know? And as the, as he gets surrounded by the past, it's it's that wall that you build up around mm. yourself, and it's slowly getting pecked away. But instead of him being like, all right, uh, one of two things. He either needs to go, okay, this is falling apart. Let's go with it. Let's get... Or... I need to retreat back, stay away, stay separate. Do not go to some party with him. Do not see this girl on Christmas. Do not go back after that. Right. Do Walk not away. attempt rape. Yeah. Go back, reset your <laughs> shit, and get your right. get your head on straight. He doesn't do that. Right. He pushes through as though, no, nothing wrong here, nothing to see here. Yeah, Everything's he kind of resets fine. and fine. keeps yeah. going to make the yeah. wrong decisions. He keeps pushing, making clearly horribly wrong decisions. Yeah. But he's he's pushing through because this is what I need to do. This is who I am. This is how it works. And that ends up being his fucking downfall because he's trying to force himself to be something that he's not. Right. And there's that constant. What, what he does is as the two the the two rational choices either okay this wall is falling down I either need to embrace it and go through or step back and fix it. He's like no nothing's happening here. Right. That no wall's fine. No problem. Everything's it's wonderful. They love me. It's great. Love Nothing's me. wrong. It's great. And because of that, you kind of feel like he wants it to end the way it does. Right. Well, he maybe. wants it to end the way it does. Now you're not alone. This well, is where well, you wanted to be. Yes, yeah. he did. Now that last narration is exactly a way to make it feel better. Yeah. Now yeah. you're where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Alone in the darkness. Yeah. Covered yeah. in mud, dying in a fucking bay. Yeah. Imagine how fucking cold that was. Very snow, wind whipping. Yes. Oh God, how horrible that! You have to run through this little uh, uh, body of water and then uh, be covered in mud and uh, and die and die here. So we're gonna set it for that shot. Yeah. Ready for that? Uh, What am I? I, Let's just finish this. I think the main guy in it is the director, so it's like okay, good for you. Yeah, the Alan Barron was yeah. Good for you, Alan. And it actually comes with you know a little a little comic. Which is interesting. It's just a comic version, but seriously, this is such a. Is it called having a blast? Yeah, <laughs> it's such a fantastic little story. It's very little. It's very lean. Yeah, there's nothing like there, this. Is one of those things where, as sort of what I love about this is, at the end of this story, nobody's life is really going to be affected by the events of this. No. Sure, the guy that he kills, his family will be somewhat, but when they find out the terms of his death, it's going to change the way they feel about it some. But this is the life they have chosen. His syndicate, he'll simply be replaced. Yeah. Everything will be fine. One of those with the exception of that guy's immediate family. No. No. No one's going to give a shit about, about baby boy Frankie Bono. No. It's like he was never there. I mean, no. and that's... No one gives a shit about the uh, fat, cold pork chop of a gun salesman. Yeah, that guy. Nope. What made that, and let's talk about that uh, fucking gun salesman. The quiet gentleness of his voice yes. is what made that character so unnerving. Oh, yeah, Frankie. Frankie, get one of those for me. Because you see a guy like that, the way that that guy normally is, oh, hey, Frankie. How you? Yeah, He's yeah, always yeah. the very, like, <laughs> you you expect him to be panting with breath on everything. But, nope. oh, Frank, yeah, I remember you. Come on in. Sit down, Frankie. We can have a drink. Now we'll talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, so I can have that. Frankie, please, $50 yeah. more. $50 I got to make something out of yeah. this. You know, Come he just on. painted him 50, so shut up. Yeah, it's it's such an intensely creepy... Well done. Very well done. That guy was fantastic. Yeah. Um, this is just one of those one of those rare little gems that you stumble upon. It's like uh, the specials. Yes. You know, you find that, like, I never fucking heard of this. Uh, did, were you telling me that you... Oh, no, that was Kingdom Come, where you turned the corner in a in a used bookstore, and Kingdom Come was laying in the mi- on the floor... Laying on the floor. ...directly in front of you, like... Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh. Hmm, what's this? Uh-huh. Oh, my God! Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this, like... Like, when you used to go to the video store... Not the band. Yeah. The comic. The comic, Just yeah. to be clear. Yeah. There's, like, that <laughs> movie that you always saw at the video store... And the cover interested you, but you never got it. Equally rim. 
Huh? Equilibrium. 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 Yeah, yeah. You always start and you're like, eh, so no, no, no. You'd see it like, yeah, and then the one day that you're like, okay, fuck it, I'll get sure. this. And then you're kicking yourself like, why the fuck? Yeah. Did I not get this before? I love those moments. You, yeah. you turn into an evangelist for yeah. about a month yes. with those uh, little movies. You should all see this. Yes, this thing is crazy. I mean, <laughs> and what's weird is being like us who were really into the fucking yeah. film going through, the number of things you stumbled across. Oh, I man. remember the number of people, and this, <sighs> to give you an idea what shit was like, the number of people that I introduced Reservoir Dogs to before sure. Pulp Fiction came out. And then after Pulp Fiction, oh, you should see his first movie. You should see this. <laughs> oh, right. it's so great. It's because it fucking was. But being the guy who knew that and had oh, that yeah, hookup, yeah. and you know, yeah, let's watch this again. I watched that movie so many fucking times. I can't tell you the number of people around 2000, around 2000, 2001, when I discovered Black Christmas, the original Black Christmas. Yeah, yeah. People sick to death of me with oh, fucking Black Christmas. Uh huh. Because it's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, dude, do you remember when uh the the being of the few people when uh Boondock Saints oh, yeah, first yeah. hit? And that was one that spread totally through word of Absolutely. mouth. Absolutely. People at the video store, like that's the one where your friend at the video store is mm-hmm. like, Yo, you gotta check this out. Yep. Look at this, man. I was always that guy hooking people up with that shit. Oh, you've rented a lot of movies like this. You should really check this one out. Right. And and that, like, I remember, like, being of the reputation there that there were folks, and anybody who's been to a video store or knows the video store culture, this will not sound insane to. There were people who would come into Blockbuster. Hey, is Jim working tonight? No. Okay, I'll just come back tomorrow. Right. Because they wouldn't know what to get without me there. Like, you know... You really liked this. Mm. You should check out Once Upon a Time in the West. Oh, you really like this. You should check this movie out. And Blast of Silence is one that, uh, fuck, if they'd had that at Blockbuster, there were a handful of people I would have been like, you need to watch this. Absolutely. This is fucking great. It's a very different culture now because that doesn't exist because an algorithm can never replace that. No. Because uh, an algorithm will follow. I mean, there was a while where I. I thought Netflix hated me because I'd watch a stand-up comedy thing and then the next day it's like, here's everything Carlos Mencia has ever done. You'll probably <laughs> yeah. like this. What? what? Uh, uh, Pat Oswald talked about getting a TiVo mm. and the way that TiVo used to work or I don't know anyone does it, it learns and then unless you shut it off, it will record shit for you. Mm-hmm. It will just record stuff. And he said, I got my TiVo set up. The first thing I recorded was The Man from Laramie, this great Western. TiVo went fucking nuts. And the next day, I had hours of just like, you know, all of these, you know, the Apple Dumpling Gang, Mustard Fart Station, all this. And I realized <laughs> it recorded anything with horses in it. Right. And I realized it's because it's a dumb kid who's just like, you said you lied horses. <laughs> and as you watched more, it would learn it and pick yeah, shit yeah. up for you. But with this, it was like, no, you... That's what that's what the problem is with Netflix. They don't have that. It's just no. these very generic. Oh, you live in Austin. Here are the movies you'll like. No, 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 no. no. Not have at all. you heard of Slacker? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there's so much of that shit that's lost, but little things that slip through the cracks. I, I, mean, I hate to think about anything I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Little shit like that. Sean Connery movie. Uh, Wrong is right. Never even never heard, heard of that. You've never seen that. No. You feel that energy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have to watch that together. It is okay. utterly fantastic. It is so fucking fantastic. Okay. And one of those films that a lot of, most of my movie interest came from people saying, oh, you know, you should check this out. Friends. Right. right. Uh-huh. Rarely, I'd have a guy at a video store who would kind of know me, but yeah. normally Normally, not. yeah. But one of those cases was, oh, you like X when we were talking about. So you should check this out. Yeah. Vulcan. Should you check out Wrong is Right? You would not run across Wrong is Right just, yeah, just on Netflix right. or fucking whatever. Uh-huh. Amazon, what have you. Yeah. But it's so good. Yeah. It's so funny. It's a black comedy. But it's 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 great. And it's because of those things. Because of those relationships and these little things that never get any light. Right. And how many more, you know. 
Oh, the cool. answer to that question is millions. It's on Amazon Instant Video. Fantastic. Political double talk. Okay, cool. 1982, oh, yeah. Sean Connery. I'm on it. Well, we will make that shit happen. It's good. And that's like why I started liking podcasts because you would get like, okay, I understand this guy's taste. They'll throw this thing out. It's really that's I don't even remember what it was called, but there was that James Garner movie where uh, that I told you about early on in the show that I learned about from some podcast where James Garner played a guy who was like during World War II who was helping with military planning and knew all the details of the D Day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And these and he was taken by these German spies. They were like, we're going to put him in a fake hospital setting everyone's going to speaking we're going to tell them that it is 1949 world war ii ended but your memory's been failing so to make sure that it's right we need to go over the details of the stuff you oh, remember wow. yeah. to try and that's how we're going to find out what operation overlord is really about what is the d-day invasion going to be where are you going to be landing what points to talk to them and it's like the weirdest little thing that tips him off that okay, this is bullshit, right. but it's fucking brilliant. And I never would have heard of it if I didn't listen to these shows. And right. finding these amazing movies that you're like, I... Yeah, you had no idea. The fuck, Blast of Silence? When I saw Blast of Silence, the name... This is a movie that I purchased because of the name. Oh, yeah. Because that is a great fucking title. <laughs> it is. You know, and th that does, though, in a lot of ways, makes me miss back when I lived in the Dolby with the Dolby Theater downstairs. Because yeah. living... In a building that has an independently owned and operated movie theater in it, exposes you to shit that you wouldn't have even thought of. You know, I saw Bottle Rocket Swingers mm. in the theater on their initial release yeah. because, oh, fuck it, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels on its initial US release. Right. Again, um, Living in Oblivion, the first movie that introduced me to Peter Dinklage. Mm -hmm. Peter Dinklage, I saw that movie in the theater like four times because Peter Dinklage has the greatest fucking speech ever in it. It's about making an independent movie, and he plays a dwarf named Tito who's wearing a powder blue tuxedo and is in this dream sequence, and he has a great back and forth with Steve Buscemi. Why does my character have to be a dwarf? It doesn't have to be a dwarf. <laughs> no. no. Well, because it's a dream, and weird things happen in dreams. Have you ever had a dream with a dwarf in it? No. I've never had a dream with a dwarf in it. <laughs> the only place that people have dreams with dwarves in it are in stupid movies like this. So the audience goes, oh, 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 it's a, fuck, it's a fucking dwarf. It has to be a fucking dream. Right. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like, would you have ever heard of Safe Men? Speaking no. of Peter Dinklage being no. awesome in something. No. These awesome little fucking things that are just buried out there yeah. and, and discovering them like, Jesus, these nuggets, because of all the shit from our Criterion run so far, this is the only one that I'm like, nobody will have even heard of anything connected to this. No, Like Ivan's Childhood, oh, it's this Russian movie that's directed by the guy who did Solaris. Oh, okay, I know who he is. Right. Everything else has some connection to something that people would be like, I know that. This, like, what the fuck is this thing? Right. And that, to me, is is what's so much of what's being lost right now. Yeah. There's no way a studio paid for this. This was some weird little independent, somehow, not independent, independent, but some small little production company. Sure. Carnival of Souls, another yeah. perfect example. It's in uh -huh. the 60s, 60s or 50s. Yeah, yeah. Black and white horror movie. There's, the, a, there's the, a riff track for it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, I think it's Brothers uh -huh. that they did... All they ever did before Carnival of Souls was um, industrial films, uh -huh. like safety films. Right. You know, okay, industry, sure. big and bold. Yeah. That, that kind of shit. Hog butcher to the world. <laughs> safety in the plant is of utmost importance here at Dow Chemical. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And they decided, like, on weekends here and there and in between, yeah. they made this weird-ass Carnival of Souls yeah. horror movie. It's not horrifying. No. But it's really well done. Yeah. Well, like Peter Jackson with bad taste. Oh, know, yeah. On yeah. the weekends, we'll go out and do this. Yeah. I'll go to Chunky Bit. <laughs> and, and that beautiful fucking weird oh, I love thing that, shit. that it was. That's energizing. It's like it. finding, I love it. It's love. Yeah, so, love so, it. important. so important. Independent cinema and weird music. <laughs> so I love it so much. <laughs> I love black metal. I love, it. I love, it. I love how, how blasphemy, blast beats are. It's so important. So important. Believe me. Believe me. Believe me. You don't. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. No, you don't know. You won't know. Yeah. It's. It's this very 
cool thing to have been a part of. I mean, there used to be this amazing discovery. Yeah. When you'd find something. And back then when it was, okay, they've only got it at the Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. That's up, have it there. off uh, 360. And that, like the one that's by, uh, and with Blockbuster, there was a time in Austin where it was like, okay, it's at um, Mopac and uh, Parmer. But it's the one that's on the north side. Because there was a time where there were blockbusters that were literally across the street from oh, one another. Oh, oh, yes. It's like, no, you don't want to go to the one on the south side that's next to the Panda Express. You want to go to the one that's on the <laughs> right. north side of it that's just in that little standalone building. And I, that was fucking how you do it. Like driving down Lamar where it's like, okay, there's five of them within a six-mile space. And each one had a totally different everything. But I remember when you would choose your video store based off of the people that worked there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, wait, why are we driving six miles further to go to this video store? Because the people that work there know me. <laughs> You're right. You know, it's my place. It's important. It is. I remember I would have um, you know, the usual video stores around me when I moved back to Austin from Houston. And right. Like, yeah, I kind of watched everything there. Uh-huh. And then when I moved up to McNeil. Uh-huh. I discovered that Hollywood video over there by that H-E-B that used to be there. Kind of uh, yes. Lake Line. Yes. Uh-huh. Lake, not Lake Line. Um, Lake Creek. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It had all the uh, the, the DVD stuff, but they still had all of their VHS. Which is, uh, it was just like. Holy shit. It's like the yeah. end of Indiana Jones. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. They still have all this crap? Mm-hmm. They still have Turtles in Time? They yeah. still have Soldier, the movie with that guy from Wise Guys? Yeah. I don't know why that's stuck in my head, but it is. I'm looking Wall? it up. Yes, that's yeah. <laughs> when you would stumble across it, yeah, it, it, odd shit. And what's weird is, I once I got Netflix, I stopped going to video stores. Yeah, because partly at that time I had moved to a place where all that was near me was Blockbuster and mm-hmm. a holiday. And you knew me well enough to know at that time I'm like, no, nah, Blockbuster, that shit doesn't do it for me. It right, just sure. doesn't do it for me. Uh, but I, I was the king of Netflix during the during the disc days. Oh yeah, where I'd get it and be like, okay, turn them over immediately. I would watch so many fucking movies. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Like I got four at a time, and I could turn them over twice in a week. Oh yeah, because yeah, I was watching. I'd watch two movies every night, right? And just watching everything, seeing so much cool shit. You know, oh, the General with Brendan Gleeson. That's mm-hmm. really cool. But then there's also the Kevin Spacey version of Martin Cahill called Ordinary Decent Criminal, where it's a totally different take on the same guy at the same time. All of which made him look like far less of a fucking scumbag than sure. he was. Um, but there was just a cool, like, this is, yeah. And it was because you found curation of that. And and at the point when you're really voracious about it, if you are not all in 100% about movies, Netflix is difficult water to, it re- to, negotiate. to negotiate. It really it, yeah. is. And it's almost now uh, like the old man looking at dealing with the future machine of Netflix. Yeah. And it runs across something from my curating days. Yeah. Like, like because oh, I was all about that with horror movies. I would yeah. run across really weird shit because I would literally go to the horror aisle and uh-huh. rent every yeah. movie. Every single one. And then one, I'd yeah. run across something, The Car. Uh-huh. It's goddamn glorious. Within the first 10 minutes, a hippie playing a French horn is killed by a car possessed by the devil. Want to see it, don't you? Yes. It's fantastic. Uh-huh. <laughs> Utterly fantastic. But you had to walk through a sea of shit until you found this weird mm-hmm. movie with Brolin. Brolin's dad nice. was copping it. That's nice. to kill the, uh, the the demonic car. It's just well, yeah. When glorious. you'd go to I Love Video and you'd just Slayground, sure, <laughs> yeah, right. which is the unknown Payback movie. It's not right. not not a version of Payback, but it is a Parker movie. Yeah. Um. Which. Yeah. If Parker not, parked the car. Yeah, Parker parked. It the sounds car. just fine. Yeah, I've never. I have not seen the Jason Statham one. Nor have I. Yeah, they are desperate to like because there was Point Blank with Lee Marvin, mm-hmm. Slayground, Payback, and Parker. Right, but they have never been able to land it because they you have to really go all in with that and find somebody who's you got to find somebody that you can sign to three or four movies because you have to really establish that and keep going with it. Yeah, it would have a tone much more akin to what we just watched. Yes, than anything oh, yeah. hitherto yeah. made. Point Blank being the closest. Uh huh. Uh huh. But even that it was a little bit off. Yeah, it was off. a little. 
there, it was a little too of its time. Yeah, yeah. We're we're hugging and fell down in the party, and I'm whispering in your ear the mission while like this is not what no, the no, fuck no. is going on here. But it would you, be pretty cold. It would be very honestly uh, this just, this if you had gotten rid of the sentimental stuff, mm-hmm. this would be a fucking Parker movie. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. It's like from. Uh, there have to be more money involved. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah, a lot more money <laughs> and a mustache. When he's with his wife and she slaps him and he doesn't even fucking hold back, just immediately, blam! Like, yes, holy shit, he's a bad guy. Yeah, bad person. Uh huh. And with this, it's weird because he's not a bad person. He's just this like because f- there's there there's moments of hope. Yeah, moments of actual comp- personhood yeah. coming out of him. His humanity has been compartmentalized. Yeah. Man, I miss those days of the video store. It I miss really, the days of like, discovery like that. Yeah, yeah. It felt like you did more if you actually drove, and this is so old, man, when you actually drove to the video store and found something yeah. and brought it back. Yeah. I don't know why. Shortcutted your serotonin system or something. But now if you just punch it and discover something on Netflix, yeah. you're like, hey, that was pretty good. Yeah. How many people do you let know about it? Right. Well, and you'll also hit something and watch five minutes of it. Right. And be like, oh, no, but yeah. you get I fucking drove the store and got yeah. this. We're, we're and watching I have it. enough yeah. alcohol in my yeah. fridge to rip my We're watching this movie. It's very, very precise. Yes. And, but I mean, that's all are, I used to do. Yeah. It was so. also back in the day, like, could you imagine going, oh, hey, you want to go to the midnight premiere of this movie on a Thursday and then go to work the next day? Fuck. No. You. Yeah. Now, fuck you. Back in the day, yeah. Oh, of yeah. course. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. Are you sleep. kidding? Yeah. I'll be. I'll go to a midnight movie that gets out at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'll be at work at 6 a.m. Not a no problem. No problem. Now? No. Uh, no even a it. 10 o'clock movie. It's playing across the street. It's playing in your yard. Yeah. Uh, like, can I put a movie... Can I fall asleep during it and not have to get... No? Okay. No, 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 I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I can't be bothered. Yeah. This is, this is too much. And me with my fucking apnea mask, the fact that I'm like... Okay, I have to shut it off and then put the mask on and then roll over and get sandwiched between two dogs so I can't fucking move because my dogs are assholes. I literally, I have as much space as my body takes up on my king-size bed. Right, right. What J.K. Simmons will do is, like, you know, sometimes you cross your ankles when you're laying there sleeping. He just climbs between your legs, like lays down in that nook. You got a blanket on you? Fuck you, Jim. You ain't moving. Nope. You stuck. You stuck. And Digby will be right off my shoulder, and if I roll over, I'll crush him because he weighs 14 fucking pounds. <laughs> Sleep Ugh. tight. Yeah. You ain't going anywhere. But there was that wonderful time of discovery where yeah. it's like, this is so cool. And it exists in your youth and how quickly it goes away. Sure. Because it really does just, wow. I'm... Well, there it goes. I really did spend yeah. all my time just drinking and watching everything I can get my hands on. Yeah. Huh. yeah. I'd be damned. Yeah, now. Lucky me, I have a movie podcast. Exactly, yeah. But could you imagine what it would have been like if Netflix had existed when you were in high school? Holy God. Like uh, Social life? Nope. Nope, no, nope. no, no. no. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch everything under no. this watch it now thing. Like this, you know, oh, uh, yes. Oh, wow, they, they've got uh, classic you know, screwball comedies. I'm going to watch all of them. They've got, oh, look, these are sports, sports movies. I'll watch all of them. Yep. Yes. You do, yeah. My little 12-inch TV in my room, I would have mm-hmm. had that shit hooked up and just I'm never gonna leave. This is awesome. <laughs> this I'm is just what I'm gonna die in here. I'm gonna die in here. <laughs> but that's how that shit worked, man. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Very, very good movie. Very good movie. Very and small. it's one that we don't like. We don't get this shit anymore, and I fucking miss it so desperately because it was. It's just fun as shit, man. Yeah, it was, it's really it good. was just fun as hell, and that's like. That's what's been lost from so much of it. As you get older and the way that the, everything has changed. Hang on, let me just get something together. Everything changes. It's that that fun and excitement of it because back then, who gave a shit about anything that had to do with how much money it made? It just fucking who cares? Uh, well, I think I think that, that gets us ready to wrap up, so I'll just hammer all this out. Rate and review us on iTunes. Check us out at www.thefilmthugs.com. Check out the Life Masters. All that shit. We're on Twitter yeah. and Facebook. We can call 512-666-RANT or the under... 
underscore film <laughs> underscore thugs. I hate it when a burp hits right in that. The underscore film underscore thugs on Skype. Uh, email us at thefilmthugs at gmail.com. Uh, but the only thing that I remember looking out for back in those days was when it was like, oh, yeah, this movie is going to make all this money was, okay, so don't try and go see it in the first few days because there's going to be lines and it's going to be impossible. Yes. But I, I still remember when every Friday night for me was scheduled around what's coming out this week. Mm-hmm. What are we going to go see? I remember seeing uh, the movie theater that's kind of over by where Gino works off, uh, 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 where Gino lives off 281 there in mm-hmm. San Antonio. Uh, it's not there. There's that miniature golf course, and there's a. I remember seeing like Batman Forever wow. in that theater on the first showing, and being so stunned by how bad it was that I thought it was good. Wow! Walked out going, wait, wait you know who was in that? Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. He played Batman. Batman. God, that's weird. That is weird. Shit. Yep. But what's funny is I also learned in a lot of those that there were certain movies that if I didn't see in the opening weekend, I was never going to see. I still have not seen The Island of Doctor Moreau. I saw the documentary about it. Have you watched the documentary about it? No. Oh, it's so goddamn good. I did see I, The Island of Dr. Moreau in the theater. Yeah. Then I made... That's when I made the first tactical mistake. I met Val Kilmer. <laughs> and the, the fact that at one point Val Kilmer was like, okay, I'm really busy right now, so I, I'm just going to say what I have to say. You're not going to say anything. I'm just going to talk. Like, Yeah. And skip the warlock. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a warlock that's part of that story named Skip. What? Yeah. Magic hour. All right, we'll catch you guys next week for Bottle Rocket. Goodbye. Take care of yourselves. Skippy the warlock. Doodah. <laughs>